1: This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. Two, nil, what a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe. From Zlatan Ibrahimović's brash confidence with the play to back it up to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair...
2: Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast. I'm Ty Windish, and I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Rohan Kadi, as always. And we're today, tonight, as we record this on Sunday night, going to look ahead at the Milwaukee Bucks' upcoming seeding game schedule as the Bubble Bucks prepare for the playoffs. This podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, and the Eurostep, of course, is proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Rohan we are getting close to real live basketball
3: we really are we have actual games that are scheduled they have timings they have tv networks whether they'll actually happen is you know I'm not going to believe it till I'm actually watching it but it's looking it's looking more and more likely every day
2: you know I'll say the way you were phrasing that when you said weather I thought you meant like we have the weather for the games and I was like they're not doing this outside are they
3: I actually had a random thought about this. Ooh. Like, how much fun would it be to see outdoor um, NBA games? Because you're not going to have actual crowds to worry about. And it'll just give it, like, more of a street ball environment that's going to happen anyway. I don't know. I think it could be fun.
2: I feel like... I think Giannis would benefit a lot from that. Giannis and, like, the mid-range shooters. Why? Why those players? Yes. I think it's harder to hit threes outside. As the ball's up in the air. more there's wind factor. You got to worry about as a, as someone who's not good at many things at all at basketball, I can tell like the windy days when you're out, when I I usually am playing outside, I don't have gym access. I'm mystified that good basketball players. I don't know how it happens. People just like slide them. Like here, you can play here, here, and here. I don't have that kind of access. I'm not any good. So I'm just outside at random Oshkosh basketball courts. When it's windy, I I just got to like post up or something. The threes, it just becomes pure luck at that point. So I think Giannis— It's also
3: a built-in excuse for when you
2: miss. I was the wind, you know? Well, you got to be so loud, don't you, Rohan? You got to be so (laughs) loud. But Giannis is dunking, so that doesn't even matter. And I think, like, Kyrie and guys like that, I feel like they could, like, do some bank shots, and they're just closer. I feel like those guys would still be good. Yeah, that's fair. James Uh, Harden would skin up all his knees, just just flopping everywhere.
3: Well, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that. No, Who I missed? don't think so. Either. I don't
2: think they're going to switch it
3: up really this this close no. to when it's supposed to happen. But we do have actual games to talk yes. about. The schedule was released on Friday night on ESPN for some reason.
2: Yeah, uh, it was great great news time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure uh, people like, are shocked we weren't there. Friday night, you know, doing a podcast right after. 8 p.m. on a Friday. Perfect podcast. Who doesn't want to listen to a podcast at 9 p.m. on a Friday?
3: I don't know. I, I know I would. But... <laughs> But yeah, Friday news dump, but somehow ESPN primetime. I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah, this entire situation's weird.
2: But yes,
3: we do have actual games that are scheduled. The eight seeding games for all of the 22 teams that are coming to Orlando for the NBA comeback as they're branding it. Um, It has been released and we have the opponents and the times and the home and away schedule for some reason.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so we're just going to go through it kind of game by game, give our analysis. But first, the big question, my, the first of like probably like three conspiracies I'm going to drop on this podcast. The league conspired to keep Washington off the Bucks schedule twice. Come on. I wanted those two games against the Wizards. Those are the easiest possible wins to bank. And now just one. Do you, do you feel like the Bucks got cheated here?
3: I will say we didn't get cheated of more Chris Middleton going Bonanza, but I guess that I, we get the Celtics game. So that's true. Celtics and Wizards. So we get prime Chris Middleton in two of these, uh, two of these eight games here. That's at true. minimum, I'm, at minimum,
2: at minimum. And I'm being facetious because I do think the Bucks don't have, as far as seating games go against the best three fourths ish of the league. They still get Brooklyn once and that's 1230 PM on a Tuesday. So that'll be appointment viewing. Uh, and they also do get Washington once. so I feel like you can't really complain too much. I mean, there's some hard teams, of course, but neither the LA teams, you know, the two top, the other two top teams in the East, and then also Miami. So like, there's some tough matchups, but I think honestly, I look at this and I go, they only have to win two at most to to clinch the East. It might even be one. It's two. It's I I can't really get fired up about a strength of schedule. I mean, it's good teams only, and the best two other teams aren't on here so you can't really get too upset
3: no you really can't like you said the the bucks only need to win two games to lock up that number one seed at most yes at most that's assuming toronto wins out if toronto loses what will this it actually makes me a little happy that we get to talk about like tiebreakers and stuff again (laughs) we're Um, back here yeah we are back so if toronto loses one the bucks only need to win one so.
2: so theoretically even if milwaukee goes one and seven and toronto goes seven and one if the bucks the bucks play the raptors once if they beat them, I think that just about clinches. It does because it also gives them a the head-to-head tiebreaker. They would have won all three times those teams played.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's not very difficult for the Bucks to clinch the one, number one seed, is what we're trying to say here. Right. Um, and so these games, as we've mentioned um, on previous uh, podcasts, it's just more of tune-up, tune-up yeah. games, getting warmed up, getting ready for the playoff because you hope to have a long postseason. You hope to be there when the season ends.
2: Yes. So let's just let's go through them one by one. So we, we're going to try and do some sort of a predictions. It's going to be hard because, of course, there's so many variables and so much up in the air, but we figured why not. And we even have a line for the first game. We might have to come back and do maybe if we get more lines later, maybe during this thing. I don't know when they'll come out, but maybe we can do a, another lines pod. But we do have one for the first game, which is Friday, July 31st, Milwaukee's official planned return to action. Which is a Boston game. Finally, the much-anticipated Boston game is here. Four thirty PM. I don't know. Is that? Do I have Central? Do you know?
3: It's it's five thirty Central.
2: Oh, it's five. What? Why the hell did I get this? That it has Mountain Time. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, whoops. I don't know. I don't know what news source I is publishing in Mountain Time. Apparently, I got this from Denver or something. Five thirty Central and the line as per betonline.ag is bucks by 5. The bucks are laying down 5 points. And do you have the you might not just have to do this. It sounds like you have more information than I do, and more correct information. What what what's the uh, television situation
3: here? Uh it is going to be on ESPN. Ooh. So, uh, fun little national TV broadcast to start this off. Absolutely. Uh, so, we're going to get the bucks at home apparently for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's it's listed here like the NBA's official account tweeted that it's Boston at Milwaukee at six thirty p.m. Eastern so on ESPN. I guess
2: they get to. I think home teams and at least in the G League and in basketball, I think they get to pick their what basket they want.
3: Yeah, that's a thing.
2: I guess, and uh, doesn't yeah. seem very important. But is it the basket or the benches? The benches. Yeah, the benches. The ba- yeah, because the ba- I, I I don't know if they go together actually, or not. Actually, I think it's
3: the I think it's the
2: basket. I think. Huh
3: one of the two they get to pick something about the side
2: we think yes
3: and maybe that'll apply here who knows we don't really know what the home (laughs) is really designated we were talking a little before we started recording like it's a little confusing like they must have some sort of built in incentive that they're trying to do uh with home in a way that we don't really know about yet uh which is which was a huge uh, uh point of debate when they were actually thinking about restarting this it's like what What home court advantage will there sort of be? So at least they have designation. So maybe we'll see something that's a positive sign, especially for Milwaukee, considering that they're likely going to lock up the number one over uh, number one seed. So home court, if they have some sort of incentive, Milwaukee could benefit.
2: If it's an extra foul, that could actually be huge. That could be, that could be, that would be the biggest. I mean, I know one of the other was like, they get like after the opening tip, they get the like they get possession like all three times that matters, but as you're talking about one possession, it's not, it's not that big of a deal in my opinion. I mean, we see one possession get you know kind of whether it's a bad call or an inexplicable turnover. I mean, one possession over the course of a game, I don't think it's that big of a deal. The extra foul could really matter. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We have no idea, as we've said. But uh, so going off what we know, what we currently know, Rohan, how do you feel about? This line. Do you think the Bucks are going to win by five? This opening tune-up game against Boston. I'm a little.
3: How do I say this? I'm a little concerned about it because we know that. I feel like it's a little up in the air. Like I feel like five points isn't that much of a you know margin. It's very slim. It's it's hard to predict an overwhelming favorite in a game when teams haven't played NBA basketball in like five months uh, when they'll actually start. So it's a little, it's a little tough to tell. I will say that I think Milwaukee has a better chance of hitting the ground running than most other teams, considering how, like how easy it is to really fit into the system and play well in their system. So I, I'm feeling pretty good about Bucks um, minus five here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it as well. I do think Milwaukee, just because... I don't think Boston is largely the same way, but I think this Bucks team, just as we've seen in, in some limited interviews we've seen during the, the break, the Bucks the Bucks really enjoy playing with and for each other. They're really excited to finish this thing off and try to win a championship. So I, I think I'll say the Bucks will win by at least five as well. I think it's going to be hard to not favor Milwaukee in all these, except maybe the later games when it's, it's all locked up. But I do think this... It's hard to say. I think we might see more starter minutes from Boston. I mean, Boston is, you know, the the young wings, the premier players. that don't have as many recent playoff miles as the Bucs do. I mean, obviously, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago, but last year just made the second round, and they're even younger. I mean, Tatum is so young and just became a featured player. Jalen Brown is young. Kimball Walker is... He also you know, has never... new hair, Jason Tatum. <laughs> a lot going on with Jason Tatum right now. A lot going on with Jason Tatum right now, but... Kemba Walker has never been on a sustained playoff run. Ennis Cantor usually doesn't get to play in the playoffs, even if his team does make it can he's not good. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm a little worried just because I think Boston might play a little more, but I do think the Bucks are going to come off firing on all cylinders. So we agree Bucks winning that one. Uh and anything else on the Boston game? I'm excited to see it, I guess. It'll be weird, and I think probably a lot of rust in general. It might just be a, a wonky game, but still excited to see it
3: i can't it's uh we already know how this is gonna go if the bucks win oh the celtics aren't ready if the (laughs) celtics win oh wow they're gonna win the east now look at them they just came out of the gates and beat the bucks so can't
2: decide between them and the raptors i really got to think about it i know who's gonna come out of the east boston one of those two probably has to be right (laughs) Um, okay the next game do you want to do you want to share that do you have all the info yes so, okay.
3: we have it on August 2nd, whatever day of the
2: week that is. It's a Sunday. I have the day of the week, so I can contribute okay. a little bit. Teamwork, a teamwork. So, we have the
3: Milwaukee Bucks at the Houston Rock. That doesn't... Okay, I'm realizing that doesn't make any sense. Because the Bucks already played a road game in Houston this season.
2: Oh, that's weird. I, I'm guessing they just split up half and half for these things, right? No, they... Did they? Um, I was, yeah, am I did. don't know. They did. They yeah, did. okay. So, it must just be completely arbitrary. Yeah, that is weird, but...
3: So I guess the Bucks huh. don't get a home game against Houston, but they will be playing at 7:30 Central on ABC. Oh, that's uh, weird.
2: I have 7:30 on this too. Really weird, huh? <laughs> uh,
3: uh, yeah, but 7:30 Central on ABC that'll be a premier game against the Rockets. Again, it's even more premier than ESPN. ABC. Yeah. Last time, last time we got uh, the Bucks on ABC, it was what? What was that? Was that Christmas?
2: Was it really? Has it been that long?
3: I think so. We were going to have more this season, but then it didn't really work it out. stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Bucks just... have played two ABC games, and they've both been against the Sixers. Uh, the once it was when Giannis dropped like his 50? career high at the time, and they lost, and then yeah. maybe Christmas. Huh. But yeah, we okay. get to see it. their second shot at the Rockets again. Um, they beat them in their first game of the season, actually, right? Am I remembering that correctly?
2: Yes. It was the comeback win. Yes. Brutal game at first. Then Milwaukee comes back. The Rockets blew it. Mm.
3: Uh, Never seen that before. Uh, (laughs) So we so we got Giannis versus Harden, which is going to be a good matchup to tune into because it doesn't seem like those two like each other that much. You know, no. Uh, little jabs back and forth. Giannis is going to be a two-time MVP. Harden's still, in, you know, he has one good for him. Uh, so, and then uh, Russ is going to be a new factor in this, considering he hadn't been fully unlocked in their first matchup. Uh, ever since then, he's been on a tear uh, throughout the regular season up until it stopped. And we'll also see the Rockets with their new small ball approach having uh, the only seven-footer on their roster be Tyson Chandler, I think.
2: Yeah, because they got rid of their second biggest guy, I think, Isaiah Hartenstein. Yes, they did. They waived him. In they waived him to add David Nwaba, who will not play in the bubble. So kind of a kind of a weird move for a contending team, quote-unquote. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to open up a roster spot and use it on a guy who got hurt in his outfit. I, I presume he's not playing. He, he had a season-ending, I think, Achilles injury with the Nets. I think um, so. So it's very much like a buy low. I mean, they have him for, I think, a minimum next year, a non-guaranteed or team option or something. But I don't, like, it's honestly sad. And I, I don't like the Rockets. Rockets fans really don't like me. But it's genuinely sad that we're seeing this owner, Tillman Fertitta, like cutting costs and like selling pieces around a, a James Harden, Russell Westbrook, legit contending core. I mean, an iteration of this team, was up 3-2 over the KD Warriors, and now they're, like, they open up a roster spot and save a little bit of guaranteed money next year to sign a guy who won't even come to the bubble. Like, really? Like, there's there's not a ton of great options, but there's guys who can play basketball in the bubble available, and they go and get David. No- I mean, I just, it, it befuddles me that they're just, like, they have two top whatever guys, and it's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, let's let's add a guy for next year. I mean, let's How get ready for next
3: he was year. approved as an owner is just baffling.
2: The guy is, like... His, his fortune is held up by, like, it's a dam with a bunch of bubblegum over holes. Whatever. It's, <laughs> let's not get too much into the Rockets. I do think this will be a good game. Um, we saw Wes Matthews just clamp Harden in the first time. I think we're going to see that again. And I honestly think that might be the thing that swings this game for me.
3: We get Bledsoe uh, against the Rockets. Who always, He always seems to get fired up when he plays the Rockets.
2: And if he does a pretty good job on Russ, I, just, I don't think the Rockets are going to. I don't know, they missed a lot of threes in the first game, but I just think the way the Bucs can defend now, I think they're more comfortable than they were. I think they're a lot better than they were the the first time these two teams played. And Boston, or not Boston, Houston, quietly, after starting off really hot with their small ball experiment, was catching some Ls. So I I don't think this is a a hard matchup for the Bucs. I think they will win this game too.
3: Yeah, uh, especially when you factor in uh, Orlando Lopez brothers against a team with no size. (laughs) Uh, it's going to be tough for the Rockets to stop anything at the rim, uh, whether that be Giannis, whether that be Brooke Lopez, whether that be Robin Lopez. It's just, um, I don't think it'll be, I think it'll be a good game. I think somehow they'll keep it close, but then the Bucks will prevail.
2: It's funny how the Rockets' whole playoff fortunes are going to be like, how good a shape did P.J. Tucker keep himself in during this thing? Yep. Like they, He is like, their their defense is like, we have P.J. Tucker. That's it, and now they. I know they have Robert Covington now. But For so long, it was like, "Wow, it's going to be a tough defense." Well, we do have PJ Tucker. <laughs> He'll take care of. It. We have PJ Tucker. It's. I. I hope he's in good shape. If he's not, if he's not in James Harden level shape, who James Harden just looking very svelte now that all the strip clubs are closed. Or I think they are. Who knows? Um, not I don't the one know. in the Dells, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Chubby chasers or whatever. Something. Shout out to the Wisconsin Dells. Okay, let's move on. Oh wait, did, did 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 you call it? I said I said the
3: Bucks will prevail.
2: Okay, I think we're gonna say that for every game. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. But okay, let's go.
3: I to think the next I one. think the Bucks they're they're gonna play their most starter minutes in this game. That's my prediction. Interesting. Actually, no, wait, I take that back. They're gonna start ramping it up here. Like, the first game, I don't know if they're going to play the starters that many minutes, you know, try to get everyone back into game shape. And they're going to just start increasing it as the uh, seeding games go on.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
3: Okay, so for the third game, uh, we have on August 4th, and that is a... Tuesday. Tuesday. uh, We have the Brooklyn Nets at Milwaukee at 1230 Central on NBA TV. Technically a national TV game, but... Oh, but not really. Yeah, they have weird... Like laws and stuff.
2: Are there going to be like blackouts and stuff? I, I I bet there are, just because people who people who control their rights for TV absolutely stink. It's really really unfortunate. It's terrible. You can be in a neighboring <laughs> state and not even watch them sometimes.
3: It's it's terrible, but uh, yeah, we will have the Nets at the Bucks. We've uh we've talked about how the Nets are. They don't have really any shot to do anything. Kyrie and KD are not playing. Uh, Wilson Chandler has recently said that he is not playing. He is staying home to uh, be with his family. Um, so, yeah, and
2: they made him move, but they waived Theo Pinson to sign Tyler Johnson. So it's not exactly like a – I don't think it's going to swing the playoffs. Move. Yeah, no. They, they got a little bit better guard depth, but they'll probably need that player considering Kyrie and KD are not going to – I don't think either will will even go – Honestly, KD probably more of a chance to play. Kyrie, I, people just keep forgetting. Like, all these quote unquote analysts, like, what if KD and Kyrie? Kyrie just got shoulder surgery. Like, I don't mm. think there's any chance Kyrie. KD
3: going. said he's not playing.
2: Yeah. I I, I mean, I, he's left a little bit open. I know his agent has been, like, hinting at it. I don't think either guy is even going to consider it. But whatever. This is probably the least. If you were going to skip one of the seeding games, Bucks fans, listeners this tuesday day game unless like you have a work at home lunch or something that lines up with it it's probably not a must see game i mean i'm still going to watch it yeah okay. i'm, I'm going to watch it too but i just you know if you're prioritizing like oh what do i really need Ugh. tuesday 12:30 p.m. brooklyn no one playing for brooklyn i don't know i think the bucks win by a lot and yeah, i think it's a very easy it'll game. be
3: actually we'll, we might get to see some Thanasis minutes some dj wilson minutes like
2: that's entertaining right I wonder if we'll see all those guys all the way throughout. I feel like I feel like we might. I hope so. It, Poor Cam Reynolds deserves to play at least some minutes as a Milwaukee Buck. A minute would be great. At least one. Yes, <laughs> we uh, stand.
3: <laughs> um. But yeah. So. Uh, we, we both agree that that's probably gonna be a simple, easy win for Milwaukee.
2: I think handily. Yeah, this might this might be the least starter minutes because it might just be I mean, I don't know. It's they're they're two note games more than anything, so maybe it'll just be consistent, but like if they start if the Bucks start their starting five here, Brooklyn's gonna have like Dinwiddie, maybe Levert, but Levert is always kind of a question mark. DeAndre Jordan probably gonna make himself start as, as one does and if he even goes to the bubble. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's not going to be great. Wilson Chandler was actually kind of important for them because he was like the emergency KD, which, I mean, obviously not even close to the original, but that was kind of like the big wing thing they needed. I, I don't know. Uh, Torian Prince is probably going to be there. It's not very inspiring or scary. Yeah, exactly. So,
3: yeah, we both say Bucks win pretty handily. Uh, yeah. Next game, August 6th, which is a Thursday. Thursday, we have a 3 p.m. Central game. We have the Miami Heat coming to play Milwaukee in Orlando. Uh, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> what a sentence. Yeah, on TNT, a 3 p.m. TNT game. These are going to be weird. Maybe uh, this
2: will be the one that's... I, I'm a little worried about this. This game is probably the most important seeding game, in my opinion. Just like on what we're going to see, yeah, I, I could see it being that.
3: I think this game is probably going to be the game where we see the most starter minutes. 'Cause they will ramp it up as they go, like I mentioned earlier. And this will be the sort of the middle point. It'll be the fourth seeding game. And you kinda want your players to get into you know playoff playoff uh shape, because you're like only have four games left before the actual postseason starts. So, and especially against a really good team in Miami, who the Bucks have not beaten this season. So, and especially like caused them a lot of trouble, Giannis, especially. Uh, mm-hmm. We've talked about how we think—at least I think—that Miami is the biggest threat to Milwaukee in the conference. So this will be a very important game for Milwaukee, and I don't know. I
2: think it'll be close. I think we're gonna see a lot of Pat Connaughton and a lot of. De- I, I don't. I don't think Bud is gonna rise to the. I don't. I don't even say I'd rise. I don't think he's gonna look at this and go, "We need to win this game." That's fair. I just I don't see it. I think it's the it's going to be their fourth game after not playing and however long. Like I mentioned on the last podcast, I mean they only have four after this until the quote unquote playoffs. One of Brooklyn or Orlando. No offense to those fan bases. I don't think they care anymore. But it's it's not going to be unless something absolutely nuts and tragic happens. It's not going to be a very competitive series. I I think we're going to see a couple more minutes of the main guys. I could see, I, This is the one I, I mentioned earlier. There might be one where I say the Bucs don't win. I'm going to say the Bucks lose this game. And
1: yeah. then if they play
2: the series, I think they win the series because we've seen this before. The regular season, especially the seeding games, are not all indicative. I think Miami's going to do the same thing, slow the Bucks down the same way. I think the way I could see the Bucks winning is just if it's one of the good shooting games. Like if the Lopez brothers, at least one of them, and, like, Wes Matthews has a good shooting night, they might just put it away.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's
2: fair. Miami will, you know...
3: I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I'm I'm torn because it's sort of like, is it going to be a game where you sort of... you want to experience the intensity, or is it a game where you don't want to, like, really show all your cards? I don't know. That's where I'm torn.
2: I think it's hard to say, too. I think a lot of it depends... Like, if the team looks good in camp, maybe they start off playing even more minutes than, than we would expect them to. And then maybe I would change my answer. I'm assuming, though, that just based on everything we've seen with Bud over the years, I just I can't see him taking any of these too seriously, especially you get the Brooklyn game by this point. I mean, the Bucks might have clinched the first seed in the East already by this point. I mean we've seen near the end of last season. I mean we like what well, was that OKC game a year or two ago where they played almost nobody for real minutes. That was
3: last year, I think. Right? That was last
2: year. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that we're going to see Bud or the I mean Giannis when he's out there will be competitive if he's out there for I will see if he even plays all eight games, but I would think probably yeah, at least some minutes, but I just I don't see the Bucks being like we need to win and on the on the flip side, Miami is in. like they are going to be fighting for seeding and everything. So I do think they're going to have more reason to win. And I think we do know it's a good matchup for them. So I just think they'll take it a little more seriously. I know. I think they probably take the game.
3: That's yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't think yeah. I think I think you've convinced me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think Milwaukee will go as hard as Miami uh, does in this game, especially because you know uh, Miami is, as you mentioned, stuck in sort of a uh, seeding battle. They're currently uh, what is it two and a half games behind uh, Boston for the three seed and two games up on indiana and philly for five and six so it will be you know they they have some reason to win a lot of a lot of these games
2: yeah i mean if they if they could maneuver in three somehow which i don't think they could and honestly it, that might help possible. milwaukee it, oh i think it definitely helped milwaukee but just from miami's perspective you get in a three probably indy i'm guessing ends up in six so you get Indy in the first round and then like probably Toronto. I I don't know I don't know how Miami looks at it. If they would rather play the Bucks or not. I would imagine not. Even though it is a good matchup, they are the Bucs are the top team. So if they can get out of the the four or five, I think that they would really try to do that. I don't know if they'll catch Boston. But and obviously of course they'll want Actually I don't I don't know. If all that's left is fighting for is if you're four, or if you're five, I don't know if those teams will care at all this year. Normally that's a pretty big deal. This year I don't think it matters at all. So maybe they won't be as competitive. I guess we'll see if Boston drops a couple games, then maybe Miami is more more inclined to tri- play really hard. But I don't know. There'll be there'll be some action either way. Just like there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches, including also some NBA lines as we shared earlier in the podcast. And if you need even more than that, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC sims all day, every day, live on their website. If you're looking for something other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I don't love the fifth game for the Bucks either.
3: Yeah, it's August eighth, which is a uh, wait. Let me get. Saturday? Ah, I was oh, gonna try. Oh my bad. It <laughs> uh, it's two days after a Thursday. It shouldn't be that hard for me. Uh, so we have Milwaukee uh, going to Dallas in Orlando. Uh, I love the way you're wording this. Uh, at seven thirty central on ESPN, a game. So so far we haven't had a non-national TV game. Uh, so, yeah, this will be a it'll be weird to not play a road game in Orlando in Dallas. That's not a uh, matinee game on a Sunday. Uh, yeah, honestly,
2: and it, it probably bodes well for the Bucks that it's not that.
3: Honestly, because they lose them every year. It's guaranteed. It's I don't know. It's it's one of my more annoying uh, well, things I find annoying about the NBA schedule. Um, But yeah, we should see a team in Milwaukee that's thoroughly, uh, hopefully thoroughly warmed up uh, and back in, you know, sort of normal uh, game routines as this will be in their second half of their seeding games, game number five. I don't know. We are going to see a team that actually has uh, Luca and Porzingis because the one time they played this season, uh, they didn't even have Luca, right?
2: Yeah, and they still lost. They
3: still lost. They stopped the they stopped the win streak.
2: What an ugly! Oh, I hated that game. Mm.
3: Um, so it was it was a game where Milwaukee Milwaukee takes these things really seriously. Like they they make it uh, a, a concerted effort to not lose to the same team twice. Uh, we've seen that last year. We've seen that this year. Even though that's happened already this year. Um, so I don't know. I feel like this is a game they might take a little more seriously. Maybe.
2: Yeah, and I think Dallas is just beat up, man. They, they really. Lost, they lost Dwight Powell for the season. Willie Cauley Stein is not coming to the bubble. He's expecting a baby in July. Congrats in advance to the family. Hope everything goes well, of course. Um, and also, he wasn't starting there after starting a lot of games in Golden State. They kind of used him as a backup. So I don't think they loved the fit themselves there. But uh, and then Jalen Brunson got hurt. He had a shoulder thing, so they already are planning or either have signed or planning to sign. Trey Burke, who's like fine, fine backup guard, but they're just, they're depleted. And obviously they, they expect to have Luca and Porzingis, but I don't know. They're, they're down a lot of their skilled big man outside of Porzingis. They're a good team, but I could see the revenge factor playing into this one for the Bucks a little bit, which I, I don't think they'll lose two in a row, even not trying. So I think this will be close. I do think these two middle games are probably the hardest games for the Bucks, the the Miami than the Dallas game. They're not they're not a back to back, but they're those two in a row. I'm gonna take the Bucks in probably a close one, depending on how motivated Dallas is. I think they could move up potentially as well. So interesting to see how hard they're gonna play. I'm sure they probably don't want to push especially Porzingis too hard though in these games, considering I mean he had a long year plus layoff before starting this the, this season. So I wouldn't think they're gonna really be riding him super hard, and they just. They don't have that many other guys besides Luca at the moment.
3: Yeah, um, I I think Milwaukee can take this game because they are the best team in the league. Also uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you know it you you struggle thinking like oh these are tough opponents like Dallas has the best offense in the league by a wide wide margin. <laughs> they they have a very good offense, but as you said, they've very beaten up. Um, the Bucks also have the best defense in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. so that should help them in this matchup. And it, it last time, last game, it was just, it was weird. Uh, cause Dallas was playing weird. They didn't have Luca. It was just, it was weird. I don't it know. It felt
2: like a junk game. So it, you just have junk games sometimes. Yeah,
3: exactly. I think Milwaukee will be readily, um, you know, I think they should be able to easily take this game. Um, especially considering that Dallas is going to have to fight hard if they want to move up. Uh, even though they are, what is it? Three and a half games, um, out of the four seed, they're currently the seventh seed. Uh, the four seed is currently Utah, who's not going to have uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, and maybe Ingles. We're still waiting to see yeah, what and he maybe officially Ingles. decides. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be th- – they they're probably going to struggle a little bit. So Dallas is going to have real incentive to move up, at least out of seven, so they avoid the Clippers in the first round.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean the Nuggets aren't much easier if they just stop at six, but it's definitely it's much better than, than the Clippers. Yeah, if you can get out of those LA teams, then you're you're doing something right.
3: Yeah, so I I think Milwaukee will win this game. I uh, do
2: too, but yeah, Dallas certainly gonna have motivation, but I just I don't know if they're gonna have the bodies. So, um, I think it'll the next game will be easier than this game though.
3: Yeah, probably on uh, the tenth, which is a Monday, right? Correct. Awesome. Look at me. Uh, 5:30, they the Bucks will be hosting Toronto and Orlando on ESPN. Uh, it'll be the third, uh, matchup against the uh, Raptors this season. But at this point, uh, tiebreakers won't really matter considering this is going to be the sixth game. Well, probably, I say that, probably not going to matter because, as we said, there's like a two-game, uh, Discrepancy between the team, uh, between Toronto and Milwaukee that Milwaukee needs to clinch the number one seed in the East. So, six games in, you figure that's probably already all set in stone. Um,
2: and Toronto, Milwaukee won the tiebreaker no matter what.
3: Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, you're right. They they've won the first two games. Um, but like, like I'm trying to say, there's not going to be much to play for because in terms of these two teams against each other, because you know, uh, hopefully Milwaukee wins at least one game. Pro- Toronto probably loses at least one game, and that's it. That it's over. Like Milwaukee has the number one seed, so yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a game where Bud starts to really rest everyone.
2: I don't. I don't think he's ever going to go super rest. I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna slowly level up the minutes and then kind of maintain them. At roughly the average regular season games, I think we'll see about average, and I just think, I think the Bucks still want to win every single game against this team. After the Eastern Conference Finals, we were forced to relive both for binge the Bucks our terrific series in the Eurostep podcast. You should go listen to, and on Twitter, anytime anyone affiliated with Raptors Twitter is tweeting either of us, you know what they're going to be talking about. I think the Bucks keep that th- keep that in mind as well. I think the Raptors will now have OG Ananobi back, who is like their magic serum. The only reason they lost the first two games now I've heard is because OG wasn't playing. So Giannis will have to score a bunch on somebody else to quiet that narrative, and I'm sure he'll be happy to do that. I just think this is – I think Milwaukee, we saw through the first two two matchups against these teams, I think Milwaukee is very determined and takes a non-insignificant amount of joy in proving that that whole we're worse than this team, that team is better than us thing is done. And I don't think that's going to change in this matchup. I don't think it will change if it is an eventual Eastern Conference final series. I think the Bucks know they're better. I think they are better. And I think at this point they've figured out how they can prove it every time they play.
3: That's fair. Uh, I don't really think that they're going to be playing average minutes. Considering how long it's been and you don't want to risk, you know, soft tissue injuries and stuff. Yeah,
2: I, and I'd, I'd say average bud minutes, not average team minutes, but fair.
3: Oh, okay. So, like, what are you saying, like 30 minutes a game? Yeah, yeah. I still feel like that's a little high, especially for game six. Um, I don't, don't know.
2: Don't talk about game sixes.
3: <laughs> uh, Yeah, for the sixth seeding game uh, yes. in Orlando. And
2: also... To argue in your favor, this is the first night of a back-to-back as well. Each each team has one back-to-back in the seeding games. This is the first game of the Bucks' lone back-to-back.
3: Yes. Uh, so we might not see a lot of minutes from Giannis and Chris and Brooke and the rest of the starters. However, that does not mean that I don't think they will easily win this game.
2: Uh, also, I guess it'll depend. As We keep saying it'll depend, but that's what happens when it's June, whatever, 20-something, 29th and we're talking about a game slated for August 10th, if the Celtics struggle and the Raptors have a very comfortable gap between three and two, which I think they probably will, they're not going to have much incentive either. They're not going to have any way to get to first. They're probably not going to have any way to drop to third. Once they're locked in the two seed, I don't think Toronto, who's dealt with a lot of injuries this year, I don't think they're going to probably you know play a ton of minutes either.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I feel like this game isn't going to be... You know, much of a much of a thriller. I think Milwaukee will storm out of the gates and take it right away, and then it'll be over. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm always here, but it's okay. Toronto will be resting players, so it's fine. They'll still come out of the Eastern, Eastern Conference, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I just I, all I want from the bubble is one Sterling Brown game. Oh my goodness, that would be incredible. That would be. This would be a good game for it. Let's see it. But yeah. so we both we both have Milwaukee though in this one.
3: Yes, we do. And as you alluded to, this uh, the Toronto game was the first night of a back-to-back on August 11th. I've already rolled Tuesday. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we, we on a roll. Uh, we get the we get the first uh, the only Wizards game, excuse me, on eight at eight p.m. Uh, it's a Bucks road game, and it is the first non-nationally televised game.
2: I'm fine with that.
3: Yeah, it's fine. We've it's sitting, the first six were nationally televised, so it's fine. Uh, it's okay. The world does not need to see. Uh, what Milwaukee is going to do to Washington? <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I I do feel like that's more of a Wizards thing than a Bucks thing. And just programming note for this one, Davis Bertans has already announced. He will not be coming to the bubble. John Wall is like a very iffy maybe, but it sounds like he's no, not. No, I don't very think. Interested. I don't think he's coming. I think he could maybe, but I, I don't think he sounds very interested. And we'll see. I mean, maybe if Bertans and Wall don't go, maybe Beal says no too. But I think he kind of rides for this team. I, I think he'll play, but. Yeah, I mean, Washington, even without, I mean, it kind of sounds silly that one player that really didn't have that much league-wide acclaim until this season could matter that much, but them not having Bertans is going to be like very significant to their team and their their lack of offense, which basically is going to be like, maybe Rui makes a couple shots, otherwise entirely Brad Beal. I just don't think they have it. I mean, we saw Chris dust them and beat them without Giannis. We imagine Giannis probably will play in this game. I just don't see any way Washington can credibly compete with the Bucks.
3: Yeah, I don't really see any possibility of Washington winning this game other than the Bucs rest everyone. Uh, Which, again, I still don't think Washington would win that game.
2: I mean, they didn't last time. I, I just I don't think we'll see games off for guys very often. I just think you want to get them back to that level of playing. I feel like that's a step in the wrong direction to give someone the game off entirely, unless they're like sore or yeah. beat up or something no for sure uh there is a chance
3: though that washington actually has reason to play this game uh like in trying to yeah. win this game because they are currently five and a half games behind orlando um for that eighth playoff spot and they only need to be within four to trigger the play in two games uh, not, i'm and not and calling a it a four? tournament it's not a tournament
2: oh i i couldn't remember if it was three and a half games or four it's four it's Oh, oh it is four okay. i think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean they're reasonably close and uh, how much how far is Brooklyn ahead of Orlando?
3: Uh half a game.
2: Yeah, so they they could end up playing either of those teams and I think I I still think Brooklyn could definitely fall and Orlando might show up seven, Brooklyn might get I mean I, I could see Washington knocking Brooklyn out honestly, but yeah, true true Washington might have, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at Washington's schedule. We'll see if they even get close enough. Even though they are relatively close to that threshold, it's
3: they only need to make up two games. They're very bad, though. They are not They're just good. quite bad. <laughs> um, but
2: yeah, I don't yeah. know.
3: I'm saying that I'm trying to give. <laughs> I'm trying to give at least. Some I know. I
2: know you are. Other than, you're a than good just pitch a wash, man. <laughs> you're a good pitch man. A, wa- a Washington wash.
3: Yes. So I still think Milwaukee just absolutely dominates this game. Uh-oh.
2: It is fair to say, though. I think. Despite me thinking, I mean, I, I I did go Miami, but despite me thinking the Bucks have reason to be favored in every game, you could very easily argue they'll have less motivation to play in every game that they play. Yeah, which I don't know how much it matters. I mean, they're competitors, but it it might matter.
3: Again, it's just like it's this is basically the end of the regular season, so it's like they tend not to care anyway because the playoffs are in sight.
2: Yeah, so it's like, and especially like last year, the Bucks have their seed pretty well locked up here.
3: Yeah. So it's all about, you know, getting ready for the postseason rather than winning regular season games, trying to get to a play-in for a playoff spot. Oh, remember those years. Uh, I don't want to. The Bucks would have been so
2: fun and scrappy to watch, fighting, like, can we get up to six seed and avoid? <laughs> I don't even know what team it would have been, but no, those were fun days, but these are more fun.
3: Days. These are way more fun, I would. <laughs> uh, and, of course, that is the seventh game that is against the Wizards. And then we have uh, August 13th, which, if I'm Wednesday? thursday Ah, dang it i lost track
2: (laughs) (laughs) and that is the time is just tbd
3: yep we have no we have nothing that we know about this game other than it is a grizzlies home game again for the second time uh that's weird (laughs) because the first game that they played this season it was a grizzlies home game but whatever
2: this is gonna be one of those where if you're—I don't know why you're doing it—but if you're looking back at the Buck schedule without really thinking of this, like if you're on basketball or ref and they don't do a good job of differentiating, imagine you sort by who they're playing. Like, wait, why did they play at Memphis twice and at East? what was going on that year? And then you go, "Oh yeah." I hope we get to a place where we forget what was going on this year. But anyway.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it it'll be it'll be an interesting game to say the least. It'll be the last game for like obviously it'll be the last game for both teams. Um, but Milwaukee will have nothing to play for. Uh, Memphis will have everything to play for. Yes. Uh, Memphis, uh, you know, they're, they they kind of feel like they were kind of a little, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Job. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Hosed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, In this whole uh, uh, 22 teams coming back thing. Uh,
2: the the Zion Bowl.
3: Yeah, the Zion Bowl, as someone like to call it. Uh so they're currently up what is it, two three and a half games on Yeah, they're Portland. they're not gonna
2: be playing to avoid the playoff, they're gonna be playing to hold the A seed and get the advantage in the playoff, I think.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they have a three and a half game advantage. I I honestly think that even though the Grizzlies schedule I mean sorry, uh excuse me, the Pelican schedule is sort of a cakewalk. Uh and the Grizzlies have sort of a tougher schedule. I think there's a chance that there's no play in tournament.
2: There's a chance. I think there's probably gonna be one, and I'm rooting for Memphis. Oh, all I'm a hundred percent rooting for Memphis. And considering Taylor Jenkins is a former decorated holder backer from the Bucks, maybe Bud wants to throw his his old buddy a pal, Bud Bud's old buddy a pa- a bone and. Maybe go a little easier on this one if it's close. And I, I don't know. It doesn't matter for the Bucks for sure. Maybe maybe Bud gives the guys even more rest. It is going to be – the Bucks are going to be locked up. Grizzlies are going to be trying hard. Uh, ja Morant and everyone else. Ja's been so fun. I think he should be the hands-down rookie of the year. That's not even up for debate. Regardless gonna... of what – I don't know how the bubble games factor into the awards, if at all. I, I don't think, really know how that I works. I think
3: they count uh, – I think Zach Lowe tweeted about it um... – that of course, Zach Lowe had
2: the inside. Hate. Just, how do I figure out who's my my second forward on my third team All NBA? I aspire to be that level of an nerd. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Zach Lowe refusing to have his one beer if he has to watch a game on a certain night because he wants to maintain his focus. It's just, it's everyone should aspire to be that passionate and loving, lovingly nerdy about what they enjoy. Oh yeah, it's 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 goals for us. It's very endearing.
3: Yes uh but he's i think he said that uh nba pr said that these uh seeding games count towards regular season statistics
2: okay i don't and know whether then, that so.
3: counts for awards
2: you would think so mm-hmm. i mean i hope not too many people would change their minds based on eight games but hopefully chris can get his 50 40, yeah that's what right. i was gonna
3: say chris can get his 50 40 90 uh, because of this but yeah uh I think there's a chance that the Bucks do not care. I mean, like, they do not there's care a, at
2: all. He, the Bucks will not care. Yeah. Uh,
3: well, see, you said that um, Bud might throw Taylor Jenkins a bone here. So they might have a little bit of a deal. So um, the Bucks throw the game, but Taylor Jenkins has to play Bruno Caboclo so Giannis can dunk on him again.
2: <laughs> there it is. Five minutes into the first quarter, Giannis yams on Bruno, and that's the signal. Chases on...
3: him around the court again. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I mean, I don't know. We saw that Denver game for a while. Tenasses at center gave some teams some problems. So I don't even know if the Bucks can throw a game, but they can certainly not play Giannis, which helps the other team a lot.
3: Yeah. So if that's the deal, it's as soon as Giannis gets that dunk, he's out of the game. <laughs> but he has to. He has to do it.
2: Just see like Ja pleading with Bruno, like just come do it for do it for the team. <laughs> We're trying to hold our playoff spot here.
3: So, honestly, that might. Do you, can you imagine Giannis's smile? After it's like, oh, Bruno knows that he has to get dunked on for the Grizzlies to succeed.
2: I don't know. Giannis is a kind soul. He might just live. Are you
3: kidding me? Giannis is, no, Giannis yeah, is yeah. an insane maniac. <laughs> are you kidding me?
2: I love that. I think that's accurate. I'm going to call this a toss-up. I, I don't think the Bucks care. I think the Grizzlies definitely care. Um, that
3: still makes it a toss-up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the Bucks are that good, and the Grizzlies are are good but not that good so yeah i'm just gonna call it a toss-up it'll be fun to watch um just mem i, I enjoy watching memphis they're a really fun team they have a lot of I, really good yeah, young players i do
3: want memphis to win this game weirdly enough,
2: yeah just just i want them to have every edge possible over the pelicans i'm sick of this the zion catering we're so concerned about these teams nine games under 500 or whatever i Oh, I already ranted about it on this but I'm not going to do it again, but go Memphis as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so I'm going
3: to I'm gonna pick Memphis. I'm going to speak it into existence, so I'm going to say yeah. Memphis.
2: Go Memphis. I'm with you, okay. surprisingly.
3: Yeah, so we have no idea what time. Uh, or I
2: think it'll be – see, we argued about this before. I think it'll be a primetime game because I think the Memphis aspect makes it really important. It, but, of course, yeah. they'll probably play Zion above them in the pecking order. It
3: could be an instance of if the Grizzlies win this game, they avoid a play-in tournament. Like that's an yeah. option. So they could fly. I think that's why they said all of these last games are TBD. So they can sort of right. uh, flex the it. most
1: important. Imagine being
3: able to flex games. The NBA should do that more often.
2: <laughs> they very rarely do. But yeah, they definitely, they need to be more proactive. They should have gotten all those warriors games off the calendar. As soon as Steph went down.
3: Yeah, because those were, yeah whatever, we've griped enough
2: about TV. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're a Sp- Milwaukee team podcast. We we kind of have to. That's fair.
3: Uh, we say that as the Bucks have six of their seven games on national TV.
2: Uh, <laughs> Probably seven out of eight by the time all is said and done. Mm-hmm. Still, six out of seven
3: is not as much as the Celtics or both LA teams, somehow. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That's to be expected. So yeah. I think we have covered all of the seeding games. Well, we have covered all the seeding games.
2: We have, but there's something else we need to cover, Roland. There is. We got Hurt Awards.
3: We do. We have the G League Awards as that uh, season has unfortunately come to an end, predictably, unfortunately. Tell me about it. Yeah, come to an end. You hate to see it go, but, you know, it, it made sense.
2: Yeah, it did. So, news broke late this past week. I don't know why. I think MVP came Thursday and the All-G League teams came Friday. Again, what? who told the NBA, like, and the G League, yeah, drop all the big news Friday afternoon. That's when people are like, what are you doing on Tuesday or Monday? even I, Whatever. Anyway, I just, PR in me jump. I don't even work in PR, but the PR in me is flustered. So Frank Mason, Milwaukee Bucks, two-way player. Frank Mason was named G League MVP. He averaged this season 26.4 points, 3.4 rebounds, 5.0 assists, and 1.1 steals. And three herd players make all G League teams. Obviously, Frank Mason is one of them. Jalen Adams, who I believe was Frank's runner-up in MVP voting, which is kind of nuts. Uh, he's also first team. And then Jamario Jones, very deservingly. Honestly, probably should have been higher, but he makes all G, all NBA G League third team, I believe is the official names. The G League's leading rebounder. And I think Frank was the leading scorer of guys who played at least 10 minutes or something like that. The G League stats are all weird because... Like, someone will get assigned for one game and drop 36 and be done. But uh, he was also close to a 50 40 90. Frank Mason shoots 50.4% 50, 50. from the field, 42.5% from three, and 81.5% from the line. So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good stuff from the Bucks G League org and their two way players. I mean, this is obviously by far their best G League season ever.
3: Yeah, and they finished with the best record in the G League. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. you can't take this season as anything else but successful. Uh, a glowing success. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks and... now have two MVPs on their roster. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Imagine, imagine you're two-way players winning MVP. Every other organization is
2: jealous. It's truly. So what's fun about this is Frank Mason becomes the third player to win G League MVP and have at least one regular season minute with the Bucks. I put this on Twitter, but I don't think you saw it. Do you have either idea who the other two are?
3: The other two, um, is one of them Tim Fraser.
2: One of them is Tim Frazier. Now I'm upset because I forgot. The other one was from. I'm just blanking on the name. I think it's Marcus Fizer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Uh. Like, actually, was G League MVP after he played with the Bucks, which I think he was like fourth overall pick, and then kind of things didn't go great for him from there. But yeah, the Bucks now their third. G League MVP obviously uh the award doesn't not the winners aren't always end up being great NBA players later but I do think Frank Mason is a very gifted point guard. He got better this season and I think the Bucks from what I've heard I talked to I tweeted with Keith Smith about this. Apparently the two-way guys will be playoff eligible all year. All 17 will be able to play in the playoffs, which I think could be a little important. It'll, I think it'll matter more in the seeding games. Especially this season, if there's ever a time where you'd want to go seventeen deep, it's this. Yeah,
3: you just you can't have too many capable players on your roster in case something goes wrong,
2: right? So if your if your
3: end of the bench guy is a G League MVP, you are in pretty good hands.
2: Yeah, it it certainly could be worse. Yes, the Bucks. The Bucks' previous two way players, a lot of them had great potential, um, but. I don't think I, any of them were even close to Frank Mason and Cam Reynolds in terms of NBA readiness. I mean, both Frank and Cam have logged NBA minutes before. They've held their own. Um, I think this is even by far Frank the best. Frank this
3: season with the Bucks. Cam not so much.
2: Yeah, I, we'll never know why. Hopefully hopefully that changes. But yeah, Frank did not have a great run in his only Bucks game, but I, I think he can do better than that. He was a real NBA player in Sacramento. I don't think it's a stretch. But I do have a conspiracy. Yes. Theory. So
3: uh,
2: so you mentioned already the Herd with the best season in the G League, one of the best seasons, well, I think one of the best five when it got cut in terms of winning percentage in G League history. Yes. Unprecedented. Very, very
3: good. You would think that something in the organization would have something to do with that in terms of awards, right?
2: Maybe a coach, maybe an executive. Who knows? But
3: they, do they, who knows? Do they have awards for those uh,
2: uh, positions? They do, and somehow the Salt Lake City Stars got both coach of the year and executive of the year this year, I believe. I didn't even see the executive of the year when it came out. I was told by someone else. But listen, I don't want to take anything away from Utah's organization. They do a no, great we can't. job as That's well. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> they got to figure out some Rudy Gobert stuff soon. Their team's kind of in flux. But whatever. From the G League side, I think they did actually beat the, the herd at the showcase. But – kind of an inside job Ray John Tucker gets called up in the middle of the showcase to Utah kind of undermines the, the hurt a little bit, but anyway, um, so a lot of people may chiefly or some outside of the bucks fandom may only know Chase Buford as the guy from the epic rant that I was, I was there for. I was the one who was told to tweet it actually. And I did tweet a version of the rant right away, but of course the video is what really blew up of, um, some choice words for some G League officials. Very choice, very direct words. And I've had a couple, you know, just chit chatting with some some herd folks, folks around the organization, folks in the organization. And they don't even privately they don't want to they, they they don't they don't want to say they haven't said to me anything like we think that the G League was a little upset about that. But so this is just me. This is not source, This is just my own perception, my own guess. I think if that video never happens and that that bombastic, (laughs) expletive-laced tirade never occurs, I think Chase Buford is coach of the year, and I think there's a pretty good chance. I don't know if it impacted uh, the, the executive of the year. I think maybe there's a better shot that Dave Dean is executive of the year. I think they're both the most deserving guys for those spots. And personally, just myself, I think that the league was a little peeved about that still and and it factored into the results in that, but hopefully next season, uh, next season that the the credit can be given where it's very much due. Yeah.
3: Also, you gotta give you gotta give Utah some credit sometimes. Otherwise, their fans are looking a little upset. You know.
2: <laughs> we do know this to be a, a fact. Yeah, it's okay.
3: You. It's. It's not. It's not our fault that they're gonna have to salary dump their second
2: best player. Because uh, I'm a, still bo- feeling Charlotte for that, by the way. Are you? Wash Team France, baby. <laughs> Gobert, Batum, maybe TP
1: you know will come what? back. That's maybe he'll just be an
2: assistant. That's fair. <laughs> it's coming. Maybe maybe Fournier even ends up there. Who knows? Uh,
3: yeah, Evan Evan Fournier's had a, he's had a, an experience on Twitter recently. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Yes. Um. Don't Google him. Uh, no, never. Just Google the last name. That's for sure. Yep. But.
3: Yeah. So Utah, you know what? You can,
2: you can have your little things, it, it, whether
3: it's deserved or not is up for debate.
2: Um, but yeah, it certainly is, but it is up for debate. I mean, but, uh, listen, they're going to get blitzed out of the playoffs in the West anyway. Um, whatever. Let's, you know, let's not even be petty. I just want to, and I know, you know, I cover the herd. I'm right there. I get that. I just truly. And I think if you look around the league, you look at the job they did, it's pretty, I, I think it's, it goes without saying that it, they, they they were deserving candidates, I think the most deserving by far. I mean, you look at the turnaround, the very fast turnaround from being very bad for two seasons to being the best team in the G League, and it wasn't just Frank Mason. I mean, he obviously was MVP, he was terrific, but the the actual G League players that that front office went and found were absolutely phenomenal. Ray John Tucker, Jalen Adams, Jamario Jones, one of those guys gets t- called up, two of those guys in the all-G League teams. I don't know. I, I think it's 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 unfortunate that they didn't get the awards recognition but i think they're very aware that they did a great job and they're going to try and run it back whenever g league picks up again yeah Uh,
3: only only time will tell uh whether you know these were deserved or not if they were deserved they will probably be deserving again yes so yeah uh is there anything else that you wanted to touch on
2: no, I think I'm, I am got my herd stuff out of the way. I think I'm good. Yeah.
3: So, in I guess in this episode, we've covered all eight seeding games that have been revealed for the Milwaukee Bucks and some conspiracy theories and awards about the Wisconsin herd. So, we I think we're busy. Yeah, I think that's a good place. Uh, and we're almost at an hour. Of course. Uh, so, I think that's a good place for us to wrap it up and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode, Uh, please leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're telling your friends and family about the show. If you really do enjoy it, make sure you check out all of the great content being put out across the entire blue wire network. Um, Please be safe out there. Everyone still,
0: and we will talk to you next time. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently